This is The Jerry Callahan Show. All right. Welcome back to The Jerry Callahan Show. Jerry, still not here. Uh, Craig, looks like he finally made it home from the Thanksgiving travels. So Hi. good to see you. How glad are you? To see you uh, glad to see you're still with us. Of course. Um, end of November already, which is actually kind of crazy. Insane. It's, I walked outside there. It was 23 degrees and windy. So I think winter is uh, is finally here. Um, but a few things to get into before we get into the stories. Jerry put out uh, a tweet kind of touching on his health for the first time in a few weeks. So if we want to pull yeah. that up and we will have yeah, because if people are Craig or Alice pe- read it. If people are listening, we, we are not Jerry. Um, Newsmax wants us to make that real clear. Certainly not. Um, no, not Jerry. <laughs> we are not him. We could never be him. Uh, where the hell did this go? Um, this is interesting. Quick update. Go, this is a tweet from Jerry. Quick update. I'm doing better, but still struggling with voice issues. I still sound like Brando at the end of The Godfather. I have one more injection to go, and hopefully then I'll be ready to compete on The Voice. Or at least do the Callahan show again. <laughs> Uh, it's killing me to sit out through all this madness in the world. I've just been watching a lot of news and a lot of football with my face painted, of course. <laughs> Thanks for your patience. Hope to talk to you soon. So I think that's, I'll take that as uh, encouraging. I think um, hopefully the one more injection gets him, gets him back so he can back doing five shows a week. And Craig will go back to not saying a peep, which I think is what the listeners uh Truly, truly miss. Yeah, they miss. So there is Craig. Craig pulling it up five minutes later. Thank you, Craig. Very topical. I was reading it. I thought it was on the screen. My fault. Yeah. Nope. Definitely. Certainly. Certainly not. But let's go from Craig reading uh, a tweet and pulling it up five minutes later to, I think she's actually getting better at her job. Uh, America's favorite press secretary, Corrine Jean Pierre, uh, the little wig wearing liar. (laughs) <laughs> um, let's get to uh, that's a good one actually I might send that over to uh, Trump's camp see oh, if you could uh, capitalize on that but let's play uh, the first clip uh, this holiday season families are seeing lower prices on everyday items from gas to groceries as holiday as holiday shopping starts shelves are stocked and prices prices for toys TVs and used vehicles are all down from last year and we just saw record Black Friday sales that's just not true <laughs> Certainly not true. And but like I said, this is the time of year that's most stressful for a lot of families. It's been like that even when the economy is going good. Because you know a lot of people, even when the economy's booming, are going paycheck to paycheck. Fast forward to 2023, mm-hmm. uh middle class is going away day by day. Uh well, fewer and, and fewer middle just class. Just the cherry picking of data, like, oh, it's down from last year. Thanks so much. Since the worst year ever, it's come back a little bit. How about from 2019 when Trump was president? Any word on that? How are the prices going there? Because I sure miss that economy. You're right. I don't miss 2022. That wasn't great either. Yeah, but they got to control. They, so they know people are going to be feeling it personally. People who don't pay attention to politics and they might remember this going the next year. Remember when you had to uh, you know, sign up for Uber or uh, you know, Uber Eats to, you know, get little Johnny's Christmas present because your normal paycheck is not cutting it because groceries are three times the price they mm-hmm. were five years ago. So they have to get out and control the narrative. And like you said, they're going to cherry pick these bizarre stats. But that being said, if you're in that camp, if you're a, a, you know, a DNC strategist, I don't know how you can, you just like, Hey, get up there and just lie. We'll, we'll give you a couple right. stats where you can kind of cherry pick. Hopefully, hopefully public doesn't pick up on it, but 
if you're going to get up there and be honest, we yeah. went from slim nothing, to none next year to zero. Like they have nothing to go on because their, their results are terrible and they speak for themselves and people, the economy is the one thing you cannot fake because everybody feels it. Everybody feels it. And they keep thinking that this is like a messaging problem. If you look at the Sunday shows, it was full of Democrats saying that the Bidenomics messaging is just not working. We have to work on our messaging. Biden's not getting enough credit for his achievements on the economy. <laughs> it, the, the problem isn't the words that she's using to describe the economy. It's not that people dislike the word Bidenomics for some inexplicable reason. People don't like the results of the Bidenomics policies. So you can call it whatever you want, but people still aren't going to enjoy it when they can't afford to buy their kids Christmas presents. It's just the way it goes. You can't fake that. No, definitely, definitely can't fake that. Uh, I, I saw a couple. This is where the right loses a couple uh you know, a couple points where I saw a couple clips go viral um, where people are like making up prices of Turkey and stuff and blaming Biden. I don't know mm-hmm. if that was on your guys' feed. Like, Jason Chaffetz like, saying thought, he spent 90 bucks on Turkey. <laughs> that's, that is, what do you mean like wild Turkey? Like, I don't know. $90 it's a very fancy like, Turkey. And like, that's like a well-known person. Not just, that's not your, you know, your elderly grandma who's, who clicks on something and thinks it's real. We get that. Listen, she grew up, not, not the internet. I get why she's fooled. Right. That's why she's not leaving the country because she has, you know, mashed potatoes for brains. Shout out Joe Biden. But yeah, that guy shaves to put that out. There's a very bad look. I don't know why he did that. Well, maybe he was like some bizarre troll. Did he lose a bet? I think um, a lot of politicians yeah. just don't know how much stuff costs because they're not buying it. So they that's why they always get hung up. You know, politicians of both parties on the like, how much does a gallon yeah. of milk t- cost type of well, question. Who's the one that got it? Who's the one who got it uh, went viral for that? Was that George Bush? Was that? No, it was um, uh, Microsoft billionaire, Bill Gates. Well, he's had no idea. That would be a great problem to have. I can tell you to the T. You want to go brands? I'll tell you how much. How right, much and at different costs. stores, Too I know much. how much they cost. I'm pretty sure he said, uh, I'm pretty sure like they asked about a gallon of milk and he thought it was like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy. Which is which is great. And I like when they ask super like rich people, uh, getting off topic, oh, how much do you think the average American makes? Like, oh, I don't know, 300,000? Like, yep, nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. Certainly. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe a couple units uh, combined, but we have one more clip of, uh, or what, what would I just call it? The, our little wig wearing liar. I don't know. I'm going to stay away from that one. Well, you can wear a wig. Sure. Anyway, play, play the second clip. This is uh, Peter Ducey asking a follow-up question. On lowering prices, you said earlier that the actions the president has taken have worked. So is it your sense that when people were home for Thanksgiving, catching up with their family members, they were saying to each other, can you believe how much more affordable things have gotten? So honestly, I wouldn't, uh, I, I hear the question, but I want to make sure this is very clear. We take that very seriously. Very clear. We take what families families the decisions that they make at their kitchen table whether it's at whether it's during thanksgiving or whether it is every month as they're trying to make hard decisions uh, about how they move forward with taking care of their family we take that very seriously it's not a joke to us it is important to us this is the president who talks about it in a very personal way when he talks about what what families have to go through working families middle class families and that's why he's taking actions that he has and so look um the fact is the data shows that the economy is improving. The data shows that households remain in a strong financial position. Household wealth is 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 at a record high, with lower income households seeing the largest gains since the pandemic. Those are indeed what Shut we're up. seeing. But we don't we don't take lightly 
we actually we do not take lightly what Americans and families continue to feel. That's why the president at two o'clock is going to talk about what the actions that he's taking to continue to lower costs. Of course. Yeah. So I like that she says go. she hears the question. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you can hear the question at the start. You obviously don't understand the question because, yeah, I mean, household incomes are up, but costs are up more. So it doesn't really help anybody that much. Like we've all seen that. Yeah, I make more on paper than I did a few years ago. That's how this goes. But it's not buying the same amount of stuff as ever has. So, And I'm telling you, this is you can you can. Craig and I are around the same age, and this is, like, the one thing that me and my friends, even ones who don't pay attention, like, the politics, like, after a late night, boozed up in college, going to McDonald's, you'd, you know, all right, I got $4, you got, you, you'd leave with enough food to feed a village, right? But right. In, mm-hmm. in reality, it was feeding four drunk kids. Now you could get the same order. It's like, all right, three people, all right, that'll be forty one eighty three. You're like, what? Dude, right. I, what do you mean? I legitimately <laughs> what happened to cheeseburgers. What the hell is going on here? I went to the grocery store the other day. I got two loaves of bread, American cheese. Black Forest ham, a thing of bananas, and a thing of uh, vanilla yogurt, and it was fifty dollars. Yeah, it's wild. It's remarkable. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's, and for a lot of for a lot of people, that's a thirty your day your days. You know, you, you work three four hours for that. For what? <laughs> right. For a snack? Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, so yeah, so they can cherry pick and say, you know, Biden economics is working. You know, he's he's putting in policies to put more cash in people's pockets. It's all BS. We all know it's BS. Uh, but he doesn't just BS on uh, when it comes to money. He also BSs on uh, foreign conflicts that he that he's throwing out theories. But I'll be he was honest here once. He goes, I can't prove this, which <laughs> is always a good way to uh, lead when you're up in front of the podium as the leader of the free world, quote unquote. Uh, let's play the sucker. This is an absolutely remarkable thing to say after everything that's <laughs> happened. President, you said you were hoping to get cooperation from Arab leaders. What are you hearing from them when you talk to them? What would you like to see them do? I'm hearing a lot, but I'm not going to speak to it right now. There's an overwhelming desire on the part of the region to let me back up. I'm, I cannot. I want to say, too, uh, his, his chin looks caved in again. Prove what I'm about oh. to say. Yes, it does. Good call. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago, I was able to get a resolution, a, a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into, into Saudi Arabia, Israel, etc., and all the way up to Europe. Not the, not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. The whole idea is there's overwhelming Why? interest, and I think most Arab nations know it, in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic in their region for longer-term peace. And uh, that is uh, what I'm going to continue to work on. Thank you all very, very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, delusional. Delusional. We went from having the Abraham Accords under President Trump where there were actual diplomatic steps being taken to create a lasting peace in the Middle East to this situation. And actually, I don't know if you guys remember this story. It was kind of a blip on the radar, but uh, Mm -hmm. Biden's foreign policy guy, Jake Sullivan, he had written prior to October 7th, an article for Foreign Affairs magazine about what a great job the Biden administration was doing in the Middle East and um, how 
they'd created so much peace and things were more stable and great than ever. And then October 7th happened and they changed the online version of the article, but it was too late to fix it when it went to print. So there were all these quotes in the article saying like, what a great job they've done. They honestly, I think they believe this in their head. I think they do a good job on foreign policy and, you know, it's just bad, constant bad luck that happens to them that every time Shucks. they're in charge, they somehow the world erupts in flames around them. They don't connect it with their policies at all. No, it's, it's spot on. It's, it's remarkable. And the other funny thing too, is uh, if, you, if you took someone who's not political, say you went to an AP class in high school and you played that clip five times and you told all the students, all right, write a 300 word essay on what he just discussed. They'd be like, what the, what was the point of that? Yeah. He goes five different directions and mm-hmm. start. Yeah. It's remarkable. That, I don't know. I would love to see the the script that he was given to get into that and how he kind of <laughs> freestyled that one. Cause I don't know what the hell was going on there, but it, it is bizarre how they're just trying to rewrite history. And uh, cause like I said, there are conflicts popping off left and right. They're going to have to control the narrative, but they don't know how to stop this. Neither side seems really eager to uh, stop. Um, so yeah, bizarre clip, absolutely bizarre clip. Um, but yeah, that is the, the Biden administration in 2023. Uh, our buddy Javier Millier, uh, on Twitter, uh, is incredible. I think Trump is really dropping the ball, but not getting back on Twitter. We were getting close. We kind of have, uh, the closest thing we've had in a while. There's a, an account that's great. They pay for the blue check mark where they just mm-hmm. take his, uh, posts or his truths promote true social and then tweet mm-hmm. them out. So it's, it's not the same. It's similar though. So it is good, but Millier uh, is great on Twitter and thank God for the uh, tool there where you can translate tweets. Um, so right there, if you want to make it a little bigger, Craig, if you can, I don't know if you have that, uh, that ability. But, so right there says Rombo a los Estados Unidos, Estados Unidos. That one I do know that is the United States. Viva la libertad carajo which translates to heading to the United States, dot, 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 exclamation points, long effing, long live effing freedom. And then to make it even better, you scroll down, you see him as a little sideburns. <laughs> there. He is an absolute madman. I can't get enough of this guy on Twitter. I had to double check to make sure that it was his actual Twitter account. It is. Uh, this guy's polarizing. It's only been a few weeks, so you can't crush him yet. You know, you can't praise him. The one thing that he did that I find interesting kind of shows that he's putting, you know, his money where his mouth is. Speaking of, that was actually not intentional. But uh, Argentina is looking to make the move to go to the U.S. dollar, adopting the U.S. dollar uh, as the national currency, and they're looking to replace the peso, which is damn near meaningless. So, this, yeah, this guy, look at this guy. This guy is remarkable. He's uh, He's doing a good job, I guess, so far. He's making me laugh. He's actually doing stuff. So I support this guy so far. Good job. Um, and on Twitter, or formerly known as X, as they say, last one real real quick. Roseanne Barr, who I grew up with, so that voice is iconic. Now she's ratioing the living hell out of a uh, sitting president. Um, let's, let's do a little activity here. Do you, who wants to be Biden? Who wants to be Roseanne? You guys could pick. You be, you be Biden and Alice can be Roseanne. All right. I was trying to do a Biden voice, but I don't think I. Really Which can. of those words uh, am I allowed to say on this, Greg? I'll, I'll, you can you can read it in full, and I'll I'll beep it out after. Okay. 
Like, I don't know if she's like a woman of God. I don't know if she can, but we'll see. All right. So President Biden tweets out. No, this is uh, actually date of our last show, November 21st. He tweets out death from fentanyl. By the way, I'm sure this is actually him tweeting this out, not some uh, blue haired intern, but I digress. Deaths from fentanyl are an American tragedy that requires global action. I'm committed to doing everything I can to control the crisis from expanding prevention, harm reduction, treatment and recovery to working with the Chinese, Mexican and Canadian partners to tackle this. That one, as of eight days ago, got 2.7 million impressions uh, and 12,000 likes. Go ahead, Roseanne. Uh, Close the border then, dipshit, is what Roseanne (laughs) had to say. Which has 40,000 more likes and almost 3,000 more retweets. Not as many responses, because what do you say when someone is spot on? Um, Actually, there are more, there's many responses to President Biden than there are likes. You know how much easier it is to hit the like button to actually go out of your way to respond? That is just a such a tone-deaf tweet to put out by Biden. And Roseanne, just common sense, just putting out something that we all think, easy thought, and just ratios living hell out of the current sitting president. They have to be looking around and goes, who, who, who put that out there? Like, someone's losing their job. You're losing your internship. You're gone. Like, right. look around. Read the room. Right, because it's another perfect example, too, of where the Biden administration's policies don't match what they're saying at all. They're like, oh, the Trump administration screwed up the border. Now it's out of control. Everyone remembers the Trump administration. It's not that long ago. There was not this stuff happening at the border when Trump was president. We had the remain in Mexico policy. We had a situation that was under control. There wasn't a massive migrant crisis every single day of the year, but like we have under Biden. Now we have... Bill Malugin at Fox News does great reporting on this, but a bunch of the border control places have shut down all their social media activities and press activities because they don't have enough people to combat the crisis. There's fentanyl pouring into the country, gotaways and, uh, you know, entries at ports of entry are at an all time high. They're giving people court dates years and years out to see if Mm -hmm. their asylum claims are legitimate, which they are not many of them because you know, an asylum claim is a very, very specific claim. It's not just like, I feel like going to the United States now. These are not people who are legally allowed to come to the United States and they're just being allowed to come in. And in many cases could have risk of, you know, a terror threat could have, and obviously the fentanyl is a big part of that as well. It's being made in China and it's coming in through our completely open borders. Yeah. And I would say right now with the, the way the government, and this was put really in place, um, a little bit, I'd say Obama started it with the whole asylum. Because there are true asylum seekers, by the way, but they're exploiting it. Of course. Uh, the way they are handling the border is like back in the day with the mob. Used to give out buddies to the job. But, you know, mm-hmm. on paper, they're part of the union and they're working there. But they're sitting there eating donuts, you know, gambling and getting paid the same the guys are actually working. Like, yeah, on paper, we have a system. Look, asylum seekers. But everyone knows the mobsters weren't working and this system doesn't work. Here's the date in three years. You'll show up, right? Oh, see, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sounds in the good. meantime, then they get a job. They have two kids. Disaster. They're fine. Nobody's ever going to send them back, no matter what. Like, it's it's a pathetic system, which is why we had remain in Mexico under Trump. Yep. And any deal that the Republicans work out with Biden here to try and get something done on the border has to include going back to remain in Mexico, because otherwise this whole system is just ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone... Everyone across the globe knows it. When people think of uh, illegal immigration, like the lazy thing is, oh, like how many Mexicans are coming in? No, I got news here. It's not even like just people from South America, right? A lot of Venezuelans fleeing. By the way, a lot of these people are fleeing something. Uh, 
socialism. Hmm, interesting. I guess maybe that does not work. But you have a lot of Chinese nationalists. You have a bunch of Haitians. You have people from all over the globe pouring in here, and we have mm-hmm. no idea who they are, not a single clue. Uh, I don't think a lot of them, too, if they, even they're coming here to do the right things, they're not paying taxes. But trust me, as our taxes go higher and higher, yeah, it's, it's an absolute disaster. Um, well, there is one man who could bring back a bit of stability and maybe is our, is our last hope, my, my orange hope, and that is Donald J. Trump. Last week he was in williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina to watch an incredibly boring football game. I know this. My uncle went to Clemson, so I've been a Clemson football fan for a while. But much like my other teams, they now stink as well this year. But anyway, uh, great, great, I would say, reaction. You had a couple clips go viral. Of course, everyone spins it. You have your right-wing accounts. You'll see three or four different, you know, views where you're getting cheers. Then you have liberals. Turns out they're lying. Check out this one. You have the Clemson band, you know, the geeks, acne all over the face, flipping them off. So uh, what does your husband say? Which is spot Tom on. Tom said, yeah, the only nerds in the whole stadium were upset that Trump was there. There, 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 you, there, you, go. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely, absolutely spot on. But let's play uh, one of these clips real quick. Sounds quite positive. Yeah, this one seems say, good. Overall, on average, I think uh, it was a positive reaction. Yeah. Oh, he got booed out of the building. <laughs> yeah, that's what the left keeps saying. They're like, I mean, they need therapy because they can't handle the fact that Trump went to a stadium and people cheered for him in South Carolina. They're like delusional and searching for like the one clip of somebody booing. They're like, thank God. See, nobody likes him actually. <laughs> really? You need help. This it's, is why this you're is, not okay. Clips like this is why everyone's like, this election can't be real. Like everywhere he goes, this happens. Yeah, well, so one of the one of my favorite clips in football stadiums with Trump. Nothing will beat the way he goes into uh, UFC arenas. I mean, outside of Bill Bill Burr's wife, everyone absolutely loves him. Um, but these are great. He had one from a few years ago. He's in Tuscaloosa for an Alabama Auburn game um, where people went nuts. Alabama, okay, it's not a swing state. South Carolina is not a swing state, but it's a little it's a little more purple. It's a little closer. So I was thinking, I was like, is he going there to kind of show that they still control some of these swing states? He's going there just because, you know, college football is going to get a big pop. And then as we were sharing stories, I started to tie in way he, why he may be going to South Carolina as trying to put out this little narrative, uh, the hope that these rhinos and the established elites are holding on to uh, is that Nikki Haley is the best choice, their best chance to take down on Donald J. Trump. Yeah, I mean, talk about needing therapy. The donor class of the <laughs> Republican Party is like really needing to talk it out with somebody right now because they're not doing okay. They're seeing Nikki Haley has surged to like 11% or something. And so they're like, oh my God, this is it. This is the moment. We're finally going to take down Trump. We've been waiting for this. We tried all of 2015. We tried all of 2016. We recruited Evan McMullen to run for president in 2016. We've done all this stuff. We've tried, they've tried so hard to get rid of this guy that they're grasping at straws here. 
just desperate, hoping that this Nikki Haley thing is going to work out because Ron DeSantis didn't. So, you know, Trump's running like 50 points ahead of her nationally. And like there's yeah. more there's more candidates who are going to drop out. You think when Vivek drops out and DeSantis drops out that all those voters are going to go to Nikki Haley? Of course not. A bunch more of them are going to go to Trump. So it's not. This isn't there's not really a path unless Trump, you know, falls down the stairs and breaks his neck tomorrow and, you know, can't run for president anymore. There's no there's no way anybody else is going to be the Republican nominee. There's just not a path to do it. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news for my friends, the Koch brothers at um, Americans for Prosperity endorsed Nikki Haley this weekend. They feel that this is the moment they're all getting the big donors to take out the checkbooks. Here we go. We finally have got him. This is not going to it's not going to work no. out. It's going to work out the same way it did all the other times you thought you finally had him. So mm-hmm. it's time to like come to peace with this and just like work on yourself and acknowledge that you're not going to have a different Republican from Trump be president for mm-hmm. another four years. Could you imagine being a millionaire and getting the phone call? Like, Hey, uh, we really like this Nikki Haley. Can you chip <laughs> in and give us, you know, $500,000? Like, yeah, yeah. For what? To take down Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I don't think that's going to work. 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, she's doing she's doing terrible. So maybe that's why Trump went to that game. Also, to, you know, a little insult to injury, Clemson did win the game that Trump was at. Nikki Haley graduated from Clemson. So I think that was kind of, in a way, showing her, hey, like you, if you really want to do this, look around. But everyone here is cheering for me. You, you've seen the polls. You know you've got no shot. But... That being said, the more money she raises, she gets to keep some of that. So there's money oh, to yeah. be made here for, for Nikki. And Haley. all the consultants get paid, right? So that's like what this whole thing is really about. This is why the Lincoln Project people do what they do and stuff. They don't really believe oh. any of it. The people in Nikki Haley's campaign telling her she can win this don't really, like, they don't actually think that, but their paycheck stops when she drops out. So, of course, they want to encourage donors to get behind her and keep her in the race as long as possible because that's their job security. It's this stupid cycle where these people, the only reason they have to exist and is to run these failing campaigns. Look at, like, the Bloomberg campaign. What did he spend a half a billion dollars running for president? Yes. <laughs> Back yes. in 2020. Like, and, you know... a all that money went to like consultants. It went to the graphic designers. It went to the social media influencers. It went to the people telling him what to do in his campaign for what he got. So he could get 15% of the vote in a few States. Like it's so absurd. I thought thought he would have done way better than he did to be, to be honest. I thought it was a good like test case for how much can money really buy you? Like if you have as much money as you want to spend on a political campaign, but like nobody actually really likes you. Like if you have no reason to be there other than yeah. just money, like how far can money alone get you? So that was a good, yeah. it was a good test. We found, we found out he had the same template as Trump, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely loaded from New York outside outsider. I think we may be getting an outsider uh, coming in on the Democrats again this year. It looks like, this is not the story. Just be real quick antidote. Uh, but Mark Cuban is looking to sell uh, crazy uh, his big stake in the Dallas Mavericks. And it looks like he's going to get just under $4 billion. He doesn't need the money, but he's always been someone who's not fully been political, but stays in touch and puts out statements every once in a while, kind of when he wish he wouldn't. So I can see him obviously much like Trump, 
You, you, if you don't pay attention to politics, you like Shark Tank. Guess what? You know who he is. You don't pay attention to politics. Guess what? You like uh, what was the stupid show Trump was on? The Apprentice. You're fired. Yeah. Like if you don't, you you've seen his face. Even if you don't pay attention to basketball, you know right. who Mark Cuban is. Didn't he leave? So, didn't he leave Shark Tank too? Did I read that? Uh I'm not sure. Uh, did he? He might have. I'm not. I, I watch it in passing. Um, so we'll see. Keep an eye on Mark Cuban. Another one to keep an eye on uh, is Big Mike. Mike Obama was on Air Force One the other day. Uh, I think, to be brutally honest, I am much more worried about Michelle Obama going against Trump than I am Joe Biden. For whatever reason, uh, history has treated the Obamas way better than they should have. Uh, he's a, he was a terrible president. She has no, you know experience in politics uh, other than you know, being married to, uh, to Barry, but that is concerning. I, I hope, I hope they stay away. But when I saw, did you guys see that, uh, the headline come out? She's on air force one meeting with a lot of you know influential people. Mm-hmm. I think there could be, there could be something there. So we, we shall see, but, uh, but oh, how about that? He is leaving, but I believe we have one, right? Do we have an ad today? But first, Bam! The holiday season is here, and we both know that the most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful, right? Two words, Omaha Steaks. I was so happy and so impressed with the quality of Omaha Steaks when I received a gift pack. I started sending them to some of my family, and they loved it. It's sort of become a family tradition, naturally aged for the ultimate tenderness, something that you'll notice right away, along with the juiciness and flavor of the world's best beef. This holiday season, skip the guesswork and skip the stress. Give them the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks, a wide variety, plus mouth watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, and even easy-to-prepare meals. Do not wait. Go to omahasteaks.com to save 50% off site-wide and use the promo code CARSON to save an additional $30 on your order. Minimum order may be required. Your friends, family, or business associates will love it. omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide right now, and don't forget about the promo code CARSON. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code CARSON, C-A-R-S-O-N. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com, use code word JERRY, G-E-R-R-Y, for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word JERRY. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. It makes a great gift. Get it now to support this show and strike back against cancel culture. As you know, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping us out, but you're joining the fight against cancel culture. MyPillow, as you know, not available in big box stores but you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. MyPillow.com, code word Jerry, 800-893-7406, promo code Jerry. I remembered you didn't. All right, so the last thing. Oh, wait, do your thing. Do your little stupid. No. No, no. You, you, All right. You, you, you did it as I was, you know, putting something together. You know, just being like, just saying, so you know, Mark Cuban. You're like, oh, but first. That's how yeah, that but first. And then he uses the Biden. Uh mumble clip but the last thing i want to get to uh is i don't know how to really explain the story when i first saw it i first said wow that's been still around uh, they're still doing this then you obviously go to you know wait this is the child that they're, that they're doing this but this chiefs fan this young chiefs fan uh holden 
Armenta uh, mm-hmm. is made the rounds for for a while. It wasn't just you know a three hour story and go away. It was there for for quite a bit. Deadspin went after him after he was photographed uh, at a Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, that is not the photo that they chose. That is the photo that they uh, would never choose because it right. shows a little more of a fair uh, depiction. But the one angle, the one picture that went viral was from, I guess it would be the right, the side. right side of the face <laughs> where it happens to be, yeah, flip a coin, happened to be the black side. Um, so they took that and ran with it. So right. they were trying to dox a little child who was wearing blackface, um, showing just how this country is still, you know, you think that we're making two steps forward and you have little kids wearing blackface and no one confronts him about it. Um, so the first takeaway, like I said, Newsmax is still around. Not Newsmax. Oh, my apologies. Deadspin <laughs> is, uh, is still around. That was, that was a, that was a Newsmax is very much around. <laughs> yes. They're not going they anywhere. Run, they would not run with the story. They would not run the story. But then subscribe to N2. If this guy was 26, you're like, okay, they went after a little kid. Like even, even for Deadspin, do you, do you feel a little shame? Doing right, this. even if he were in blackface, which he wasn't in blackface, actually, he's you know wearing two of the main colors of the football and team on his face, a- half and half. As I mean, like I'm not the biggest football fan in the world, but as I believe people sometimes do, paint their faces in colors of teams that they enjoy watching. That's and thing. look at the the uh, the pride he takes. That headdress is not cheap. That's no, a le- that's a legit no, one. Not. That's a legit yeah. headdress. So, but the plot has thickened now. And yes. have you heard this latest? Is that so? His mom was on Facebook. She identified him, essentially saying, like, all these people are writing news stories about my kid. Um, and it turns out that this family actually is Native American. His grandfather is on the tribal council for this tribe in California in the Santa Inez Valley where they live. And he's actually native american and part of a tribe so they tried first with the blackface thing which didn't pan out because it's not blackface because it's half and half and if people were going to be offended by him quote being in blackface you know there's plenty of videos from him at the game doing the tomahawk chop with black players on the team joining in and waving to him in the state so nobody was upset there was no blackface nobody was offended nothing was happening. So now they're saying that, oh, but actually it's half blackface and half Native American face that he's, you know, it's black and <laughs> yeah, red. Ignore the so fact that the colors black are black and red. And Native Americans. Well, it turns Remarkable. out the kid is Native American. So yeah. good luck with the narrative. They couldn't have picked a worse kid to do, try and do this to out yeah. of everybody in the whole stadium. They had to pick the little kid who's Native American and actually can back it up but you know the the whole narrative has fallen apart now is he warren yeah, native american was, or like actually he's 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 not a yeah, he's not like your uh elizabeth warren yeah, he's yeah, there's there's the original photo if this kid was doing this at a new york giants game you might have a you might have a point but when your name is literally the kansas city chiefs and you happen to be native american and you're just doing it like uh many other people in the crowd are you, you get a free pass. So good on uh, good on Deadspin for reminding people that they are not out of business yet. But who's funding that? There's no way they're actually making money. No, no shot. Mm-hmm. The WNBA has a better chance of making money than uh, the Deadspin. Um, but the last thing I want to touch on it is semi football related. Uh, the NFL, the most popular, uh, most profitable uh, league in America and probably the world, just can't get out of their own way. They have the best product. People are addicted to it. 
all 18 weeks or watch. It's, it's you know, must-see television, even when the product is bad, which has been pretty bad this year. People watch. You see the money with the advertisers. It's been so bad. Uh, it's been so bad this year. It's been it's been absolutely. T- and that's not just because the Patriots and, and no. Jets now stink. Just, no. You sit down to watch a game and 12 to 10, you're like, oh, not, nothing really is, is happening. But they just can't get out of their own way with the optics. So also we had the terrible it's not, movie come out. It's with, not 12 uh, with, to with 10. Smith. It's not 12 to 10, like, defensive battles either. No, it's just they, they can't they can't get anything right. Twenty penalties a quarter. It's just that what was that terrible movie? Will Smith? Uh concussion. The concussions. Yeah. So they have optics all around that they have to that the battle. So they can't get out of their own way though. You have something fun. Social media now is everywhere. TikTok. So a lot of young people like this kid, um, who are young, you now can kind of get into where back in the day you had to go to college and work your way up. But now views Equal ad dollars. So let's watch this quick, you know, quick video and just see how the NFL just can't can't do anything right. This is how I got my credentials suspended for the rest of the NFL season at 20 years old. As a junior in high school, I started filming videos for our school's basketball team. At just 17 years old, I learned the skill of social media networking and was able to create opportunities to work with star players like Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, Antonio Brown, and many others. I'm a student at the University of Miami, and when Tyreek got traded to the Dolphins, we instantly reunited and began working together. In 2022, I applied for a job with the NFL, and they hired me to work at all Miami Dolphins home games. I had one of the greatest years of my life, working side-by-side with one of my best friends, watching him take over the league on his new team. In that part of the season, Tyreek scored a touchdown in the exact same corner of the end zone that I was filming in. He noticed me and surprised me by grabbing my phone and doing a backflip. It was the coolest moment ever, and I ran into the tunnel to send the clip to the NFL. Tyreek got a penalty for the celebration and was immediately asked about it after the game. You know, I seen the camera, and I just took it from him, and he didn't want me to take it from him, so that's my boy K-Fizz, man. The NFL then let me know that I would be suspended for the remainder of the season and possibly for good. They said regardless if I knew the celebration was coming or not, I still had to be disciplined and that I shouldn't have jumped on the sidelines after the play. One of the best moments of my life turned upside down in a matter of seconds. I get why the NFL had to make this decision and wish I could have done something to prevent it, but I'm thankful for the memory that Tyree gave me. This was the greatest job in the world, and I never took a day for granted. I can't thank the NFL enough for the opportunity. And it's back buddy. with the NFL or starting a new sport. I just hope to get another chance at doing what I love. So, real. I'll just say, I think the kid's telling the truth. I could just, he's just making everything up. Maybe the NFL is like, hey, you're terrible at your job. Uh, we don't want you to be, you know, be paying you anymore. But I'll take him at his word. And I think the best part of that video, after they got rid of him for the year, I'm pretty positive that they took the footage he had and then put it out in their official NFL feed, and it did great numbers and like went absolutely viral. So just get it right, figure it out. It's like uh, he even said like he had no idea that was coming. All right, we gotta fire him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the NFL can't get out of their own way. You know, dealing with all types of things like concussions. They're, they're trying to make the game safer uh, by moving. You know. So if you're, the, uh, if you're an NFL, if you're an NFL employee, you're not allowed to have a favorite team. It's not like you're affecting the game in the slightest. Yeah, they can't. They they can't get out of their out of their own way. Uh, I thought that was a very interesting story to show you how how well, backwards right, that league is. You know that people do have favorite teams and favorite players and like relationships with the players. Like, of course they do. So you're just lying and faking it. This 
you know, if, if you're asking people never to let anything sneak in that shows that you like some players or whatever, like obviously the employees of the NFL are going to like some teams. Right. Right. It's like the same thing we have with journalists, right. Where we want them to like pretend like they're un- totally unbiased, yeah. even though we know they're all biased. Like we know that you actually have an opinion here and like, why are we just all playing this fake game where we pretend that we're like yeah. totally unbiased reporters? Yeah, it's it's just be, it's be honest about it. As long as you're honest about it, say, listen, I am biased, but this is my spin on it. Then at least people will will you know have the caveat knowing right. that you are you are full of it. I thought we would go 40 minutes, so but we have a little extra time. Craig, want to see how good you are? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of football and growing up, I listened. Great voice, fantastic voice on Sports Center back in the day, Keith Olbermann. Um, he may be one of your favorite Twitter followers if you are a gigantic liberal or watching people melt down uh, and battle with their mental illness. He's getting off X. Can't do it anymore. Won't do it anymore. Uh, can you pull up his pathetic look at me goodbye? Alice, have you seen any of this? Yes. Did he leave? Did he already He's, delete it? Oh, did he? Is he actually? Oh, that's, that's a damn shame. He's um, gone. Yeah, he, he, he always goes viral. For these super deranged from his, you know, penthouse in Manhattan where he does mm-hmm. these crazy Trump videos and where you speak like this. And if you're still voting for Donald Trump, you are a racist. Ugh. No, you're he, like, oh uh, sorry. He remember did... when he was wrapped in the American flag after Trump was elected? Yes. There's the photo yes. of him like bravely wrapping <laughs> himself in the flag. He didn't, just uh, an he didn't delete it yet. He just, I'm going to bleep this out for Newsmax, but he changed his profile picture to just uh, words that say f- Elon Musk. Yes. Mm. Yes. And he's, he's angry. Elon Musk was because Elon Musk, I think gave some credence or didn't deny uh, the fact that Pizzagate could be real. There you go. After, after Musk endorsement of this is Keith Oberman. Uh, by the way, he paid for his blue check mark or is that just a little emoji? Anyway, it's emoji. Yeah. So there you have Keith Oberman with the F Elon Musk uh, logo. Very bad. He is a bad boy. Can't forget that. Um, after mm-hmm. Musk's endorsement of the QAnon Pizzagate conspiracy theory, I won't be posting on here anymore. There are a couple of pre-scheduled promos for the podcast, which I'm sure everyone is aware of. Uh, the last runs 10 PM. I'm on other socials under my name or some variations of countdown with KO slash Keith Oberman. So yeah, that, that I'm sure that'll go well. I'm sure Thank the uh, God other... we can still find him on other social media. I'm going to yes, call him up yes. on the threads app right now so I can get my is threads. The worst. Threads is the worst. I haven't even given an ounce of attention. I don't. I, I don't either. get what it is. Nobody I'm not can. playing ball. The only I tried to. I tried to get into. Uh, what was the first one before True Social? Getter. I tried to get in Parlor. Parlor. I got Dad. in like the second day, and I have the CNN official handle. <laughs> like I think it's like CNN, like like a news, whatever it is, whatever the big one is on Twitter. I took and I yeah. So I was like, oh, if this blows up, like they'll pay me for it. Never blew up. But I do have it. Yeah. So Parler, Gab. I mean, it's hard to be like the other Twitter. Right? The only the only other social media platform that was loved by everyone that they got rid of was Vine, which right. came back in a different form and known as TikTok. You know, like it's they not just, the same. They, they, they took five or six years off. It was yeah. I liked I do. I Vines were better. Oh, right? way Vines better. Were, six seconds had to be better. funny. It was awesome. In Tom and out. was a yeah, super big into Vine. He was all about oh, Vine for that. like a that year. He was all Vine all the time. Yeah, so in that one way that he was really sad. But yeah, it's you can't make a substitute platform for another platform because all those things like Blue Sky, Mastodon, 
Threads, Parlor, Gab. Was Getter one too for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Truth. They all like it's all just knock off Twitter. Like you can't do that. You have to have some it, reason to be other than the, just like we're fake Twitter. The only alternative platform that has ex- exceeded my expectations uh, is Rumble. Mm. Rumble's still kicking, still going. It you know you go to the site. It's it's pretty easy to get around. Obviously YouTube. As much as uh, you know, they may bother you. Some of their choices they don't they don't censor anything on Rumble. That's why it will never go away. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying the fact like you eventually run out of money. You know, it's not doesn't work. You get rid of it. But no, they're still going strong. So I think that may be the one alternative as of right now to be here a decade from now and uh, and continue to grow. But um, that'll do it for for today's show. Uh, thank you for everybody for listening, and uh, we will see you guys soon. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.